Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. Sitting across from me is Jackson Burkett. And joining us right now on the phone lines, it is our pleasure, as he does every Thursday, to talk it over with the great John Denton of MLB.com. Morning, John. Hey, Tim. How are you? I'm wonderful, sir. I'm looking forward to getting your perspective on uh, not just this past series, but also uh, the state of things with the Cardinals. It's kind of what we do every Thursday, and it, it does seem to shapeshift quite often. But I want to start with Jack Flaherty um, and what he has done over his last three starts, perhaps last night's being the most impressive. I was just going over the numbers with Jackson in his last three starts uh, Jack Flaherty, 18 and a third innings, and he has only allowed two earned runs. He did not have any luxury last night to allow a run because he was pitching in a scoreless game against a guy who was absolutely dealing uh, in John Gray of the Rangers before Burleson got to him in the eighth inning. Uh, you have seen Flaherty get rocked this year. Certainly the start against the Angels would be the low point. There were uh, another couple of starts that weren't particularly great, but the Angels one about a month ago stands out as being the low point. And really since then, he's been pretty good, if not great. What do you think Flaherty has going? Because honestly, I thought the ceiling was relatively low on him because of his shoulder situation. I just thought he was going to try to gut through it because it's his free agency year. And he is showing me and perhaps some other Cardinal observers uh, that he still has it. Maybe not the 2019 level, but he still has the game. Yeah, Tim, you know, you referenced that uh, May 4th against the Angels when he gave up nine hits and 10 earned runs. Uh, You know, at at that point, he had a 6.29 ERA. Since then, he shaved more than two runs off of it. I mean, last six starts, he's got a 2.06 ERA. He's only given up eight earned runs in 35 innings. Uh, Pitched really well. Uh, I I see Jack attacking people again. You know, he talked about that was not just a low moment in his season that was a low moment in his career uh you know la guy goes out and gets shelled by the angels he really turned it around since then and you know he's throwing his fastball more for strikes uh when he when he can land that four seam then it makes his slider even more effective you know the guys have to commit early uh you know like i said when he's threatening you with that with that fastball uh the, the slider becomes twice as effective jack is more aggressive more confident he's, he's in attack mode or you know better now I thought early in the season he was nibbling a little bit too much. He didn't trust his stuff. Now he's a guy who's got that swagger back, you know. Not exactly like 19, but but he's a guy on the mound who thinks he's better than you and he's going to go right at you every time. I remember since he got sideways with the uh, ball riders at Wrigley Field, he has, uh, he has looked really good. So if you're interested in going in there and, and arguing with any other members of the organization, maybe this team can go on a winning streak. 
So you're saying we deserve all the credit. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. You and you and Derek Gould just keep lining these guys up and putting your fingers in their chest, and the next thing you know, you got the 27 Yankees on your hand. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not easy. You know, Jack. Uh, Jack can 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 be a little bit of a red. You know what? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter whether he wins or loses. Uh, Jack sometimes likes to pick fights. He you know he likes to be in a bad mood on days when he pitches, but. Uh, you know, we're we're seeing a much more confident guy now, uh, a guy who believes in his stuff and believes that he's better than the hitter in the box. Uh, with regards to last night's win, that would have been a game that I think probably most people in the seventh inning were thinking, oh boy, here we go. It's going to inevitably end with the Rangers winning, a walk-off, something awful. And yet they get that one, get a day off. Seeing the Reds, a team playing with a lot of, as I was saying to Jackson in the first segment, with De La Cruz up, a lot of youthful energy, actually playing pretty decent baseball. Granted, it's in in the Central where uh, perhaps uh, objects may appear closer than they actually are. But with all of that said, um, maybe the Cardinals can get it going. I feel like I have said this probably 20 times uh, (laughs) this year. But uh, give me a reason of some semblance for optimism. The two things I would hold on to would be the two guys at the top of the rotation right now and in, in Michaelis and in, in Flaherty and the way they've been throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely, you know, that they, they know they have two guys they can count on. I think the Cardinals have won five of Flaherty's last six starts. The one they didn't win was when the bullpen blew it the other night in, in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I, I think the beauty of last night was it took all phases. Uh, you know, we've seen them getting good starting pitching and then the bullpen blows it, or we've seen them, uh, get good starting pitching, and then the offense scores no runs. They only mustered one run last night, but that was a game where, you know, somebody had to come up with a timely hit. They got the starting pitching. Jordan Hicks is like a different guy out of the bullpen now than he was early in the season. Uh, Ryan Helsley came in and, and shut it down. Like, that was a complete victory. And, you know, I, I feel like that's the kind of wins you can get momentum from. You know, you'd rather – You'd rather win like that you would outslug somebody eleven to eight or something like that and have to, you know, play around bad pitching and stuff. So, you know, like you said, the Cincinnati's coming to town, Cincinnati's rebuilding, Cincinnati's perpetually rebuilding. You know, the Cardinals don't have time to mess around anymore. You've got to come in and sweep Cincinnati. If you've got them in your home ballpark, two out of three is not good enough anymore. Uh you you've got to start sweeping series and making up some ground. John Denton, MLB.com, with us as he is every Thursday here on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you on Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota's presentation of Balloon Party. John, with specifics to the core of the lineup, uh, we have seen the struggles of Arenado and Contreras over the last couple of weeks. Goldschmidt uh, has been more of a blue-chip stock. Uh, and then John Mazalak talked about the outfield. Uh, and how just if this team is going to do anything, they're going to have to get production from the outfield. He didn't want to call it an excuse. I, I think it, I, I, an excuse carries a negative connotation uh, that he is trying to make some kind of blame statement for the team's lot. He acknowledges that the pitching, both bullpen and starting, have not lived up to it, and, and, and you haven't gotten much from Contreras at this point, and Nolan Arnado's been hot and cold. But it, reality is, number one, they've been injured, and number two, even when these guys were in there, they weren't necessarily really performing at a high level. I can't imagine a team, Cardinals or otherwise, going on a run 
with the kind of production the Cardinals have gotten from their outfield. So I want to ask you, number one, uh, an injury update on O'Neill, Carlson, and Newt Barr. And then number two, um, what you think could be shaking out in the Cardinal outfield over the next couple of months? Yeah, Tim, that's uh, that's been a big sticking point. Like, we knew going into spring training that the outfield was the biggest burning question of this team. Like, who was going to be their starting outfielders from day-to-day basis? They came out of opening day with five outfielders, you know, five starting quality outfielders and struggled to fit them all in. And then now here they are. None of those three guys are out there, you know, other than Jordan Walker. Uh, Burleson's been mostly a DH lately. Uh, I think I saw the other day they're 26th in OPS and among their outfielders. You know, that's just not good yeah. enough. Uh, this, this is a problem. Uh, you know, I've, I've kind of broached this with Ali Marmol. This is not a this-year problem. This is not a last-year problem. The Cardinals have had trouble developing outfielders for going on 10, 12 years now. Yes, indeed. You know, the, the Grichicks and the Piscottis and the Rasmuses and, you know, all those guys, they, they, they have trouble developing outfielders. And that was part of what gave me pause when, you know, when they started messing with Jordan Walker's swing, I'm thinking, you know, man, this, this hasn't gone well for the Cardinals for the last 10 or 12 years trying to develop outfielders. Just let the kid go, let him hit, you know, so – Definitely they have to get more more production out of their outfield. I, I think Dylan Carlson will be back by this weekend. He's played well in Memphis. He's their best defensive center fielder. They just need him to hit left-handed. I think he'll be back soon. Uh, you know, what, what can you say about Tommy Edmond, the job he's done in center field? He's really bailed this club out. Brendan Donovan can play left field, can play right field. He can play second base. Uh, those two guys have really bailed this club out. But if they're going to make a push, They've got to try to get Tyler O'Neill back. They got to get Dylan Carlson back. They got to get more production out of the outfield. They got to get Jordan Walker hitting balls in the air and hitting the balls out of the ballpark. And no doubt about it, like you can't be 26 in baseball in OPS among your outfielders and be a serious contender. So if they're going to get back in this thing, they've got to find a way to get more steady production out of the outfield. John Denton, MLB.com, talking Cardinal baseball with us. This is a topic that, that you and I discussed on Tuesday on TMA. And there's a little bit of new information since we had this conversation. Uh, John Mazalock uh, had a, a Q&A with uh, Katie Wu of The Athletic. And in that conversation, uh, discussed the status of Ali Marmol. And uh, in that conversation, uh, I guess you could call it, I don't like the phrase in Sports Talk Radio, vote of confidence, but I don't really know what else I can call it because uh, he didn't really blame Marmol for the, the team's problems. He said he was uh, handed uh, a deck that uh, they were not expecting, I think both the combination of the injuries and also with some of the performance level. Uh, and, and when we were talking about it on Tuesday, John, you were saying, you know, St. Louis has a history of blaming managers before blaming players. Certainly, Marmol is getting a lot of the criticism, and perhaps people are wondering what his job stability is. I really did believe that if they went 1-5 and five this week that he could lose his job at the end of the week. I think that's highly unlikely now, considering they're playing the Reds for three, and they've got to win against the Rangers. But how do you evaluate the stability for the Cardinal manager? Not necessarily whether or not you think he should be, but do you think the Cardinals would make a move, whether it be with Marmol or somewhere else, if the team continues to flounder? Um, you know, Tim, eventually, if teams don't win, eventually people have to pay for it. You know, I mean, eventually GMs get called into question. Presidents of baseball operation get called into question. Managers get called into question. So any franchise that doesn't win, it puts 
you know, all those people under the spotlight. It puts them all in danger of losing their job. Uh, I, I believe the front office has the utmost confidence in Ali Marmol. Uh, you know, we all know that they entered the season with no real ace on the mound. Uh, we all know that they entered the season with big-time question marks in the outfield. Uh, you know, those, those, uh, those, all those issues are, are still issues among this team. Uh, you know, you could have Casey Stingle as the manager, and I don't think it's going to matter. You know, it doesn't mean you have a starter on the mound that, that, that's a go-to ace. So, uh, you know, have, have some of Ollie Marmol's moves blown up in his face? No doubt. Uh, some of the decisions have been bizarre. Uh, you take Zach Thompson, one of your best relievers early in the season, and you turn him into a starter in the minor leagues. You jerk Jordan Walker around. Like, you can definitely point to some of those things. But, you know, bad managing is not why this team is in the position they're in. The reason they're in the position they're in is because they have a mess in the outfield. Their, their starters have been all over the place. Uh, their bullpen squandered seven, eight games early in the season. You know, that that's why they're in the position they are. You know, we joked about it that – Mr. DeWitt gets uh, the blame, Mo gets the blame, Ollie gets the blame, the media get the blame, and then about 20 runs down, it's the players. Hey, it's the players in this game that have to produce. And like I said the other day, if Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and Wilson Contreras don't hit, this team's not going to win. It doesn't matter who the manager is. If those three guys don't hit, they're just not going to win baseball games. Yeah, and uh, at this moment, I think it would be fair to say that two of the three have been well below what you would have expected uh, as of June 8th and where the Cardinals sit at this particular moment. John Denton with us every week on Thursday here on Balloon Party and on Tuesdays on TMA. You can read them on MLB.com. John, always enjoy the conversation. Thanks so much for the time. You're the best, Tim. Take care. Thank you, John. That's John Denton, and uh, he obviously knows how to judge a broadcaster uh, because... He said what you're all thinking. <laughs> that was nice of him there at the end there. Yeah, I Venmo him 100 right at the end of these things. Yeah, and I think that's right. I think it's the right way to handle it. Uh, Jackson, we have the half and a half coming up? We do, yeah. And we got, uh, we got a mic drop. And it has been approved by the Board of Approval. Well, we'll find out. Oh, wow, deep tease. On the other side of the break. Okay, well, that's coming up. It's uh, all in the second half of Balloon Party, driven by Mungan at St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN.